This episode is brought to you by Gaines Sports Gear. Make sure you head on over to Gaines, that's G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com, and get 10% off your first purchase with the code LOVERS10. And now, let's get to the show. Lovers Squirrel, it's a long-sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your darling and dutiful duck. Dutiful. Okay. Yeah, you know, I because I I am dutiful, and That's I'm darling. I'm very, I'm very, you know. People are endeared by me. That's what dutiful means. No, that's not what dutiful means. So what does dutiful means? Dutiful means like you are. I like I do my job. Like you're like duty. Like okay. I, I handle my biz. Got you. I feel like you're trying to steal my segment early. Uh, why? Because you didn't know that word. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Throwing out some new words out there. <sighs> anyway. new, new to you. <laughs> well, welcome back. Yes, to another episode of Lovers Quarrel. Of course, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the party. And if this if this is your second or more time listening, thanks for coming back. Um, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. And yourself? I am doing really well, thank you. Um, and this episode, we have a guest. Say hi, guest. Hi, world. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you know, we will introduce that sultry voice a little later in the episode. But just, you know, be on the lookout because she will have things to say and they're going to be wonderful. Lots of things. Yes. So, so before we get on our elevator. Oh, OK. I have to apologize to my wife. Do you now? I do. OK. You know, what, to what do I owe this apology? I've been called out. Kiki called me out. Uh, she did. He hey. called me out. Thank you, and folks. Rock called me out. So, Thank you all, uh, friends. Thank you. Yeah, d- definitely friends. Countrymen, all of um, it. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that I apologize mm-hmm. for cutting you off. You did. I, yes, I did. But I was in the moment, and mm-hmm. but I, I have to learn. You know, listen. All about growing is all about being able to apologize and and, and accept fault. So I'm okay with that. People okay. called me out. You said you I were listened rude. to it. I agreed. So <laughs> yeah, I, agreed. I listened to it too. I, you pissed me off last week. Oh, oh, you was extremely pissed off. You were being short too, though. But I was also right, and I was. But you were worse. So it's okay for you to be short when you're right. But I wasn't like short like you were. You were like extra. I was just giving you the same spice. But yeah. listen, you're, I apologize. Calling you, call, call you false, false equivalencies. That sh- that should have been your line name. That's <laughs> definitely not. Because you, you was hitting me with a whole bunch of them, and I'm trying to keep my composure. I was just asking you just different scenarios, but we talked it. We talked about it, and I, I can I can understand that if something is traumatic to somebody, they shouldn't be forced to have to watch or, or guilted or ashamed. Or, yeah, I can agree with that. So thank you. I think I was just in the moment. So again, you were, you were passionate, but you sometimes I apologize. You gotta have there has to be a balance of passion with reason. Listen, I'm all about accountability. That would have been my line name, accountability. <sighs> Or accountable, either way. Okay. Well, I, I do accept your apology, and I appreciate that you, you know, are reflective enough to, you know, take accountability and to own up to it. Because uh, I did listen to the episode last week, and I, like, there was one part where I took the deepest of sighs. I was like, because it was like, I want to fight this nigga. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired of explaining myself, and he's not getting it. But I, but I also want to thank, like, our podcast fam for listening and you know giving us or giving tj the feedback because you know like anything else sometimes when you hear it from somebody else it's like 
it's when you can kind of start to open your eyes to it. Um, so, Reek and Rock and Kiki, thank y'all for like being Team Danny on this one. You really yeah, yeah, you yeah. held a you held me down. Um, so well, can we get on the, the yeah, elevator? We can get on elevator. Okay. You want to get a mine on yours? Uh, you can go first. Are you going up or down? I'm going up. Going up. So we just celebrated uh, Father's Day. Yes. And uh, I had a great time, you know. Tatum and Danny <laughs> got me a nice card and some gifts. And, you know, I got to spend it with Tatum. And we took her to Chuck E. Cheese. And she had a blast. Yes. And Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, yeah. where a kid can be a kid. Is that, that's their tagline, right? Even though yeah. she didn't really play with chicken. <laughs> no, I'm lying. I think Toys R Us is weird. Yeah, that's to Toys R Us. No, it's not Toys R Us. I don't want to. Okay, we'll have to do. I'll do my Googles. Know. Okay, we'll look it up. But okay. <laughs> Tatum' favorite part was was the uh, tickets. Yes, because so. she she wasn't she wasn't a fan of like the soccer game. She, yeah, she, she was know. like, nope. The ball was coming at her. She was like, not interested. She didn't want to play no games. <laughs> she liked, she liked driving the train. She didn't mind driving the train. Yes, yeah, she, she she did do that. But it was just it was just cool to kind of see you know the simple things be like exciting to her. So, um, okay, Danny looked it up. It is Chuck where a kid can be a kid. Oh, okay. I've too. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you wouldn't <now. laughs> But continue. Go ahead. So that's all I had for going up. Okay, well, I'm You didn't back. even give me a going up or anything. I, I did give you a going did up. You? Yes. Oh, okay, I apologize. Did you? Oh, you on a roll today. <laughs> Good Lord, coming <laughs> for my neck. You don't win this much in life, though. Oh, the shade that was, again. How's the shade? I'm just saying, in our life, you don't be winning like that. You be losing a lot. So, this is just. How is this not shade? <laughs> is it shady? You be losing a lot. <laughs> exactly. Is that shade of truth? Ooh. It's not. I don't, I don't think I lose a lot in okay. life. I won you. Oh, that was sweet. Oh, that was so horny. <laughs> wait, wait. Tell them about the tell them about the gift I got you for Father's Day. What did it say? Uh, I got you a mug. mug. I don't remember what it said. Now that I think about it, I got him a mug, and it said, "Thanks for not hitting it and quitting it." <laughs> Happy Father's Day. I, I was I was torn because I'm like I know like. I was like, it was either that or it was like, happy Father's Day. And it was like, you pull out games week. And something yeah, like those that. are funny. <laughs> so, but I was like, I thought hitting it, not, not hitting it and quitting it was a little classier. So, uh-huh. so. Yes. Nice mug. Yeah. Let me take it to work with me. Yeah. Let's give you a little <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> Put it right in my desk. Exactly. I made you a father. You I made you a mother. What the fuck? Oh, whatever. Anyway. Listen. So, all right. Well, I'm glad you have your, uh, elevator is you know you made it to the fourth floor wherever you are and we're going to continue going up okay on your elevator on my exclusive elevator oh gosh okay our penthouse elevator i don't know why but in my mind your elevator has like doilies like those like (laughs) like grandma pillows and stuff like it's plush i don't care what it is you got like when you get in my elevator you can take a seat is this a person to press the button for you Mm-hmm. It was fancy in there. Yeah. yeah, he should just tell me how like my elevator is like a project elevator with a nice voice, like a nice, yeah. like pissy in the corner and stuff like that. He's just like he's always he's a very shady lady. That's crazy to me. Um, I'm gonna go keep going up because by the time this episode drops, mm-hmm. your girl uh-huh. will be on motherfucking summer break. Thank you, thank you. And so I talked about it last week, but like officially, officially, when y'all hear this episode, I will no longer be teaching middle school. 
for the 1819 school year and uh exciting yes because and i'm pat myself on the back because job fucking well done dealing with all the ups the downs the lefts the rights trying to teach these kids trying to teach them to be better people <laughs> and like my classroom is packed up I, you know these seventh graders keep coming to school so i'm like i'm just gonna keep working y'all until y'all stop coming like every other the only thing that does blow me is like our school goes from pre-k to eighth grade right pre-k and kindergarten gone eighth grade's gone so first through seventh grade are still there are still there but everybody else they coming around last week of school they do a count to see how much like food they got to make for lunchtime everybody else is like single digits they be like six kids four kids nine kids seventh grade 17 fucking kids everybody wants to come to school and like every and then like like they don't come like right at seven forty five so I could just be like okay y'all are all here no they just like string <laughs> trickling, trickling in, in. <laughs> it's like eight thirty nine o'clock nine. you know these motherfuckers they just be rolling out of bed and then I'm like and I get it because their parents are like until you can't be at school you're gonna be at school God, or God. they're bored and they because they're big enough to bring themselves to school they just keep coming but like so I said Tatum's that age are we gonna keep her home or. Just asking. Uh, I haven't decided yet. Hmm. I haven't decided yet. So you're complaining about them coming, but you haven't decided if you... I mean... If, if she don't need to be there, she Misery loves home. company, so if I got to suffer with my kids, why her teacher <laughs> got to suffer with hers? Nah, that's trash. Listen. Yeah, although you taking daddy-daughter work day, you taking her to work with you? No, she's home by herself. What's seventh grade? Uh, 13. Oh, yeah. Not you can stay home by yourself. Mm. Well, anyway, but... School's out for summer, so congratulations! Woo-hoo. Thank you. <sighs> but now, oh, how rude of me! Excuse me. So, to our guests, before we jump off this elevator, do you have anything? Do you want to keep going up, or do you have something you want to gripe about? I feel like I should keep going up because the gripe. No, like, no pressure. No. You listen, listen. Whatever is on your heart. Sometimes you gotta. Go. All right, I'm gonna have to go down a few floors. Go ahead. That's and fine. And it's only because going oh, down. Yes, go. my my elevator. <laughs> Um, so I'm going down only because I just did it this morning and I paid my motherfucking student loan. Bill. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a down for everybody. Oh, yeah. and have, every month I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. I paid like a few times a year just to get them off my back. Mm-hmm. And then I just got to go back into deferment because I just I can't. I yeah. can't. The balance does not move. Like I'm sick of paying thousands of dollars. And the balance is a hundred dollars less. So yeah, I'm. I've <laughs> so like now that I've graduated, like I deferred mine to like August. But then I was like, I'm gonna defer it a little bit further out too, because I'm like, um, thankfully as a teacher, like I can get a good amount of chunk of it like forgiven. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, can can you let me live? Like let me just like bask in the in my in my master's degree for a little while before you be like. Come give me your money. I agree. And I think that what made me say I'm going down is because I just read an article and it was like 20 tweets that show you how depressing student loans are. And the one girl said, I graduated undergrad with 38000 in loans. To date, I've paid $20,763. My balance is $37,615. Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, the math don't add up. So make it make sense. Please. And this is why, honestly, whoever is running against the fucker in the White House right now, that's going to be like a big, I feel like, push for me. You got my vote. Exactly. (laughs) 
was like, right now, Elizabeth Warren is speaking the things She's I'm trying to hear. Got my vote. And I was like, man, I was like, oh, loan forgiveness, yes. yes Free college, up. yes. Like, I need these are the things, people. And so right now she's talking the, the talk that I like to hear. But yeah, no, don't no worries yeah. about going down. Sorry to go down. Yeah, no, that's fine because fuck student loans. Post everybody else, they hack fucks. everything else, but nobody wants to hack. Nobody tap into nobody, that. Nobody hack Sally Mae, Navy, Great Lakes. Like, come <laughs> on. Fed loan services. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody burned down the church in Paris, but can't nobody. I pass Sally. We pass Sally May every time we go to New York. Yes, on 95. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, just nobody? Nothing. It's just sitting right there. It, it burns you up? <sighs> Disgusting. So, yeah. Well, now that we've jumped <laughs> up this elevator before we really we jump out a window, um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our relationship tip of the week. Um, my good sir, do you have a relationship tip? Of course I do. Uh-oh. Would you like me to go first or would you like to go I'm first? go first. Okay. So um, in relationships, dating or friendships, be attentive, be attentive to your nonverbals and your actions because what you do, people are watching. So, mm. you know, the things that you do or how you act, can cause people to be like, you know what? They can feel the type of way. Mm-hmm. So when Danny asks me to do something and I huff and puff or my face looks different. Throw your brow. She may not want to ask me to do that again or whatever. So, Okay. That was good. So I used to miss when he, like, I, the only time I miss when he wore glasses is because like that's when I could like gauge like how <laughs> frustrated he was because if his glass with his glasses on if his eyebrows went below the frame that means he was like upset he was like mm. his screw face was on so now I have to like I, change it up on you. I had to look a little closer to make sure but <laughs> that's really true though nonverbals are important and like even when people read them right or read them wrong sometimes because I would you, agree um and I know like for me um I'm I'm very big on like watching what I say and like using my words carefully. Like if anybody knows me knows that like I'm big on words, but it's very hard for me to hide my face, like my mm-hmm. facial expressions, because it's just it's like it's just all over and that's difficult. Like it's hard. It's really hard to control like your facial expressions, your your nonverbal communication, you know, your body language and all that stuff like that. So I think that's good. I win. You, you no, you don't. <laughs> So my relationship tip, and um, this again applies to any ships, um, is I said check the scales from time to time. And by checking the scales is making sure that like your relationship with whomever, family, friend, partner, that it's balanced. Like, because sometimes the balance shifts from one person to another and it's it's not balanced it's it's unbalanced excuse me and for time that sometimes is what it is like you know i'm not a i'm not a person who believes that like relationships have to be 50 50 all the time but there needs to be a fair balance and that way there's going to be moments where things are shifted to want your partner mm-hmm. or your friend or your family member more and then there's going to be times where you kind of bear the load um, but then it kind of gets back to a, a neutral territory where you guys are comfortable. But sometimes, like, if you go too long without really taking a minute to look at the scales of your relationship, you might not realize that they're out of whack or that they're not uh, aligned, like, they're, that, that they 
in the place where you both are comfortable. Um, and then also too, I said, and what I mean by check the scales in your relationships from time to time is to make sure like the pros still continue to outweigh the cons. So um, that one is really big for me because, you know, especially being with TJ for now almost 15 years. Wow. I know, right? <laughs> there We the have had... <laughs> all like all my thotting and bopping years you took. Now you can always thought and bop. Well, hot girl summer. I got a question about that for you later. Got it. So, <laughs> um, but when people say like, how do you like, how do you deal with them, or how do you like be in a relationship for this long? And what I what I think about is like you know even when he and I are at like our worst of our worst, when I step back and I check the scales. The pros of being with TJ, the pros of being of TJ still outweigh the cons or the negatives. So I think that's but I think sometimes people have to reflect and step on it and, and take a and take a look at it because there are times when people do do that and they realize, huh, this is not what it used to be. Things are out of balance. And so you have to make adjustments accordingly. Um, so that's my relationship tip is just to, you know, sometimes you got to take a step back and you got to check mm-hmm. the scales because, you know, it was, first of all, <laughs> it was thoughtful. I had references. I had, I had, I had all that stuff too. I had, and you, it was a two pronged approach too. Okay. So you needed two things for my one. I win. This is a con about you. <laughs> just so we're, you know, adding it into the con scale. Right. <laughs> but am I still a, is the pros still up? Like, on the scale, is my pro higher than my cons? Currently, yes. All right, As of 7.29 p.m., yeah, what? sure. You're <laughs> rocking. That's what mm-hmm. I All right. And last but certainly not least, TJ is going to inspire us with his... So much six, sarcasm. His $6. $6. Words. Can I get, like, $8? 750 750. I don't like odd numbers. I, I don't I don't <laughs> make the I don't make the rules. I just follow them. I'll take the eight the eight dollars. So what's your so word of the week? Word of the week is sycophant. Mm-hmm. Oh you have heard it before? Mm-hmm. So what does it mean, Danny? Since you've heard it before? Um, I'm not gonna pretend like I remember, but I've definitely heard sycophant and I'm pretty confident I can spell it. Remind me again. All right. It's a suck up. Someone who sucks up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and you could spell it. Let me hear it. Okay, sycophant. S-Y-C-O-P-H-A-N-T. You spelled it correctly. Because that's what the fuck I do. (laughs) Go on, boom. Last week was just like a fluke. So, anyway, but... listen. Because now I have to go back and listen to last week's because I didn't because I saw y'all talking about Central Park Five and I didn't watch oh, it when they we see it. got into it. So I was like, I can't listen because no, I hadn't I, watched. We didn't it. no. I, okay, it was, I didn't give any spoilers. So okay, because I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. it was all about why I haven't seen it and why he did. Yeah, okay. So, so I like skipped all of the podcast last week where I saw it in the description. Like, nope, nope. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but now I can go back and listen. Yeah, we we yeah. beefed yeah. hardcore. That's why he had to apologize. To okay. Oh, I'm no, definitely gonna go back and listen. I apologize because I was wrong. I didn't have. To, I, I could have said no. I said that's. I didn't say you had to apologize. I said uh, that's why you yeah, apologize. Oh, okay, just had to make sure. <laughs> say sorry because you're wrong again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, sick of it. Yeah, but okay. I know you can spell it. Listen, I'm just trying to get my vocab up like yours. That's it. So I mean, you just you know you gotta honestly though you have to put it into practice because I couldn't remember it off top what the meaning was, but 
you know. Listen, but if it was in a spelling bee and they threw that word out there, you would have got it. So listen, all that matters. That, so <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, thank you for that word and that definition reminder. Thank you for spelling it. You're welcome. And now. It's time for the. It's time for. The meat and potatoes of the episode. The best part. The mac and cheese. <laughs> and the stuff. What's your favorite tur- uh, Thanksgiving side? Ooh. Because I like cornbread stuffing and mac and cheese. I'm going to say the yams and mac and cheese. The yams and mac and cheese of this episode. <laughs> this is Boonie of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. We need to get like some sound effects. Get on that, babe. Get it. <laughs> Do it. That's really hard. You got to get like a soundboard. and You got it. You got it. I have faith in you. See, that's. See, she got faith in you. Exactly. This week. You were the technological guru between the two of us. So, Boonie of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast is here with us. So, thank you so much for being on the no, show. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. My my soul boy. Hey. <laughs> exactly. And are you, oh, wait, you got to listen to last week's episode because t- we, we interviewed Tatum at the end. And in the middle of her, like, either counting or spelling, she liked it. And she was like, Mommy, ooh. And I was oh, like, that's so cute. So <laughs> Yes, we're trying to legacy. Exactly, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to bring her up right because my sister's an AKA. It's a battle. It's, my sister's an AKA too. Yeah, actually. yeah. So we try to fight for my my child's soul. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, the podcast where they sometimes cry, they always laugh, sometimes get ratchet, but forever are gonna break it down for you. Um, so again, thank you so much for coming on. And we always want to start with, I guess, we kind of have a couple icebreaker questions. Got it. So this one is a, is a, a thinker. Uh-oh. So just put your thinking cap on. <laughs> what has been the kindest and or, so you can give us one or the other, wisest thing a partner or person, honestly, has ever told you? Ooh. Because sometimes people drop gems on you. And you carry them with you. You do. Okay, the <laughs> kindest or wisest thing. I feel like my friends are going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and depending on what I say, are going to be like, why is she talking about that nigga? Um, <laughs> I mean, it, listen. Even I'm if not going to say their name. If they're not in your life anymore. But if they drop a gem, you know, that's all, maybe that's all you needed from them. Yeah. I'm tossed between two. Give us both. I think I'm going to go with, you said the wisest or kindest? Either or. The kindest thing a significant other has ever said to me. <laughs> I'm going to go ratchet just because it's me. Go ahead. That I had a, my ass was as soft as Charmin. That's a beautiful thing. It's very kind. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I think that's, it, is very, it is very kind. And if you like, if you love your ass or if you were insecure about your ass like it's a great it was a great, good thing and like and we always say kind or wise because sometimes people some people are kind and wise and some people are wise but not kind and some people are kind but not wise so and and i'm gonna say the wisest thing mm-hmm. um is you know how you get caught up on i remember i was just very upset about something mm-hmm. And it was, when you look at it, it's one of those things in the scheme of things, like, it's so insignificant. I can't remember what it was, but I remember at the moment, it was just, like, to me, like, the light bulb. He just walked over, grabbed my shoulder, and was like, you know, 
sometimes it's just how the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he like walks, he's like, shake it off. And I was, I remember being so upset at the moment whenever I get like to that point where I'm about to like, I just remember like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. That's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's, and that's how it is sometimes. Because I don't like to hold emotions good or bad too long. Mm-hmm. I feel like you sit in them. Yeah, they, they, they can be all consuming. Yeah. So that, well, I, I shake it off. I, I think those are both, you know, quality <laughs> pieces of work, like words of wisdom and compliments and things like that. So, you know, I'm all here for it. because And how the people present them vary, but they still they ca- you carry them with you. I still remember those too. Oh. And so the next question is we've been, other we've been talking breaker. about this topic for some time. We're trying, uh-huh. to, hi- we're trying to highlight a, we're highlighting a movement. Okay, an old movement, but you know, bringing it it's back. It's coming back. So, <laughs> what is your first thought when a per- when a person wears black Air Force ones? <laughs> <laughs> I instantly go back to college. Oh my god! What do you? What does that person say to you? Like, if, or, or do? Um, if you're still wearing black Air Force Ones, <laughs> I feel like they are stuck in a moment. Like okay. that was when they were at their peak, mm-hmm. and when they put their feet into those motherfucking Air Force Ones, they just feel like they the shit. Now they might be stuck in yesteryear, in two thousand one, two thousand two. But that's like their power source. So the movement with the Black Air Force Ones is that if, they, if someone wears Black Air Force Ones, that means that they still. <laughs> that, so <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing because you probably the same person you're thinking of was a thieving ass nigga, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. We're trying to gra- so like we're trying to gather anecdotal data to support the claim. That is funny. Is it a darker? Even not darker. The, the dirtier the sneaker, the more that means the more they don't care. About like anything. okay, and then I'm gonna take it a step further. If they have the like <laughs> rubber um, eraser, the gum soles. Yes. Oh no. You're gonna have to ask Rick about the gum soles. Oh yeah. Is that like is that like a level up? I, I don't. I don't Black know. Black Air Force ones with the gum sole. The gum sole. We're gonna find out when he listens to this. He's gonna tell us. Exactly. Rick, we need you on the case. We need you. So yeah, let me know. So yeah, anytime. So at this point, yeah, anytime we've had guests, like since maybe maybe like three four episodes ago, you have com- to now ask just, about this. We just have to ask because, <laughs> but thus, thus far. No one has had anything positive to say because yeah. you even even you said you were like it's like dated. It's very it's, it's dated. Like you know, and then when you tie that together, and you didn't deny it, so it sounds like you know you knew somebody <laughs> who has sticky fingers <laughs> and gum bottom black hair for Because when I looked at the feet, I remember the. Like, <laughs> just like they used know. to match a bandana out their pocket to the sole Ooh. of the shoe. Oh. So then if they wore the white ones with like the ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they had like a like a sky blue bandana. Oh. That's doing too much. <laughs> yeah, cord, you got to coordinate. Got to coordinate. You got to coordinate. We didn't wear bandanas. <sighs> bandanas we were, we were gang affiliated. You didn't touch them. Oh my gosh. So, um, your podcast is, you know, another, you know, ta- one of the primary taglines of your podcast is about being responsible and ratchet, which I. I actually wore my responsible ratchet uh, shirt to Chuck E. Cheese on Sunday. That is 
responsible and ratchet. I love. Thank you. <laughs> so, it's like literally one of my favorite t-shirts. Responsible at a ratchet place. Like I'm being yes. a brother, but. But it's Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is like the ratchet kid spot. It's hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Balance. When did it morph into that? Because I feel like when we were children, it was still kind of respectable. I feel like Chuck E. Cheese is over. I didn't yeah. go to Chuck E. Cheese a lot as a kid. See? I only went one time. It was like, like I a think I've like one or time and one or two times. And I, I think it was like somebody's birthday. Like it was never mm. like I don't ever recall in my entire lifetime being like, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Although the pizza was not bad. The pizza was always the highlight. Yeah. yeah. So um so I, you know, can't complain about that. So, um, but I guess we kind of. Oh, sorry, because you said the pizza. Did you know the pizza is on DoorDash? You yes, can order a Chuck E. Cheese pizza yes, on DoorDash. Yes, I did. <laughs> the other day I was on there scrolling, like, hold the fuck up, and it yeah. was just pizza. And, that, and like, it's so funny. It's like I saw it, but I didn't even think about it in my head. <laughs> and now that you say that, I should be like, why the what the fuck? I clicked on it because I was like, what are you ordering from Chuck E. Cheese? And it was just pizzas. That's it. That's why you could get. Wow, they will put anything on DoorDash. Yeah. So wait, you? I, I can. I think I might be able to like match you. I, I see your Chuck E. Cheese, and I'll raise you. So, and I had, TJ's cousin and I had ordered from this place. It was a uh, Jamaican, like, we, so we got, like, oxtails and whatever else. And my sister. And then one day I decided, I was like, dang, I really want some Jamaican food. I'm going to go pick it up from there. And I put the address in, and I got there. It was a house? It was an apartment complex. Because <laughs> I was like... I said this person is hustling plates out of their apartment <laughs> on DoorDash because the food was fucking good too. Like I wasn't even that's mad hilarious. At it. But I realized I'm like it had like a cold. I needed a cold to get it. And I was like, oh, I was like, so I, I think like I think it was called K and T or so. I think that's just like the names of the people that's, cooking. That's how. Oh my god, that's why I was so good. But oh my god, yeah, so I didn't I, know you could do that on DoorDash. I know. I saw they getting all the coins. Exactly. TJ wasn't thrilled, but I was Not at he, all. He's like, he's like, <laughs> basically like you got to be more just like you gotta be more discerning you gotta like yeah. and i was like well i mean you gotta do street view on door dash i mean let me go on google street view so it's gonna be like you know like the you know, well in new york you know they could do like the um the carts like the street meat carts like the vendors <laughs> somebody this is gonna be somebody driving by on the corner. Car. <laughs> but anyway i digress so why for you anyway what like why responsible and ratchet like what like where did that come from and why is that such a good adequate representation of the boonie breakdown so where it came from many moons ago i started on twitter Mm -hmm. and i used to do it started at (laughs) so this is like 2010 or 2011 i used to be really bored and sit on twitter like all day at work and i used to do this thing called ratchet hour boonie 84 ratchet hour my twitter handle and it became like a thing, like a, a Twitter chat people would look forward to. It was at two o'clock. Mm-hmm. I would use like Oprah's original theme music. Like <laughs> I, would, I would do all this. This guy I met on Twitter, he ended up being um, the producer of the show. Like it just morphed into this thing. And it was ratchet as fuck. Like I searched my name on tw- like the hashtag on Twitter like a few weeks ago. And I was like oh shit like mm-hmm. this is what you were doing like this is a long time ago mm-hmm. and so when people were like oh you should do a podcast I thought to do a podcast a long time ago ended up fucking a producer <laughs> podcast didn't get off the ground and then I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it everybody says you should do a podcast and I was like but I didn't want to just get stuck in the ratchet mm-hmm. and I was like cause I know myself I'm gonna get bored just like I did with the Twitter chat mm-hmm. I'm like how many times can you talk about mm-hmm. so I was like alright I gotta put another spin on the ratchet and I was like you know what 
I was in my 20s then. Now I'm in my 30s. Now I'm responsible and ratchet. And so that was how it came together. Like, I could still do that. But now I got to talk about 401k sometimes and student loans and shit. Right. But. So that was kind of like, yeah, the balance of. But another side of me is like, fuck this shit. Let's go to Mexico and ball out, right? And and do whole shit and it's whole summer because Meg said it and all that stuff. So exactly. that was kind of the brief synopsis of how it came about. But I think it's just like, it's such a nice, like, and it's just so nice and neat. And it like sums it up perfectly, which is like, it, you, because I, I am still the same Danny that I was in a lot of ways at 22. Mm-hmm. But. You? I mean, at my essence, at my like who I am as a person. Do tell. But then I'm also now, you know, a wife and a mother, mother yeah. and I'm responsible. I pay taxes and bills, and that's the responsible side. But like, I still enjoy like getting drunk with my friends every once in a while, exactly, and talking shit, and you know, hanging out late occasionally or hanging in not out but just like but in the house yeah, lounging, like being yeah. on somebody's couch <laughs> drink you know I'm, I'm not drinking dragon. for locals but, anymore yeah. I'm just I'm having you know you'll go to Golden Dragon that's yeah, well, I, that is ratchet. It is ratchet. And I enjoyed every minute but of I it. But I enjoy a good ratchet turn up at the Golden Dragon, too. Because I was telling somebody else, Baltimore doesn't really have nightlife here. No. It's very event-based. Yes. So people look forward to that white party. They look forward yeah. to that event. And so that drives the scene here. But I was like, you have these hood staples. Mm-hmm. And Golden Dragon, and you're going to get Dragon fucked up off the drinks. Exactly. The egg rolls are bomb. Exactly. And the DJ is good. Exactly. So. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of places in Baltimore, like, because what was it? So it was like, Golden Dragon now, and then it was it is it is it Windsor Inn or Win- Windsor Inn still popping? It's you might get Corin- shot there. But yes, you might. See, Corinthians go, was we <laughs> Corinthians. It's like you don't want to go, go get shot. Where yeah. I can get shot. Like, yeah. I mean, so I, I kind of let up on the Windsor because yeah. there has been way too many shootings there yeah. for my taking, yes. and it's always in the parking lot. Or you know, mm-hmm. that's too close to home. Yeah. Yeah. But I can go to the Corinthian old school turn up. Yes, Melbus, Melbus. See, yeah. and so there there are all these spots where and. I mean, the, the something new about Danny. The, the, <laughs> the responsible like, ratchet exactly. coming out. Exactly. <laughs> any place where I can dress comfortably, sit down, drink strong drinks, eat, and listen to good music. And the, and the key is sitting down exactly. because you, you want to get up and twerk every now and then, and but then your then knees you ain't the same no more. <laughs> exactly. I need a chair. Yeah. So I'm going to put my hand on the chair and yeah. then I'm going to like. Drop it, yeah. twerk a little bit. You need exactly. support now. These exactly. Knees, these knees are not the same. Exactly. These are, these are, have literally been childbearing hips. Like I need <laughs> things crack and pop a little bit more, not yes. on purpose. So I I support that. So like that's, but I and that's why I definitely I embrace the responsible and ratchet. I think that's a, a I'm perfect glad you balance. Do. So thank you for that and You're bringing welcome. it into my life. <laughs> um, so we decided though that. As a responsible and ratchet uh, representative, yes, that we would. You can't call it representative. You got to like the president. President, excuse me. The CEO. What did I say? The protector of the ratchet. Exactly. The protector of the ratchet. Yes, it's got to be like a Game of Thrones like like type of position, you know. So um, we decided to break down our questions as we start with responsible and then end with ratchet questions. I like it. We'll build it up. Yes. 
So I'm gonna toss it over to the hubster. No, you do that. Did that first question. one? Uh oh. Okay. That's key points. Exactly. So. Because she already answered the first question. So. What? The the first one? Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, see, so you're not paying attention. You're too busy. W- you're too busy in your ratchet. She got, uh, she got it built up. She I, got, I got so excited. <laughs> Let's get you back to responsible. I, yeah, put my responsible hat back on. All right. So, obviously, like a lot of the conversations that are on some of your episodes have to do with sex and, um, yeah, sex in general. So, but why is it important for your listeners, excuse me, why is it important to you that your listeners hear about sex from the perspective that you give it from? Because it is funny and tongue in cheek and stuff like that, but there's also an air of like re- responsibility to it as opposed to just talking about fucking and sucking and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think like everybody. No, okay, we don't talk about sex enough, one, and it becomes so taboo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody either wants to be having sex, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they are having sex, or they should be having sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I feel like if you make it lighthearted and not threatening, mm-hmm. right, the people might feel more comfortable to even in their circles. They don't have to, you know, send me a voicemail or email like, hey, girl. But, like, even with your friends, like, I noticed with some of my friend groups, like, how some people feel just uncomfortable when I will just blur out and be like, oh, my God, I remember just one time this guy and I went in the bathroom. And they're like, you had sex in the bath? You know? And I'm like, yeah, because I was in my 20s, right? But Mm -hmm. that shit was fun. It was a great memory. I was living. Right? You know? And I'm sure that's not the worst place somebody's had sex in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's people out there, like, to my friends, I might be the most ratchet person they know. Yeah. But then I look at somebody like, whoo, child, I'm a deacon compared to them, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's all on a spectrum. You can find mm-hmm. your comfort level. And so I guess that's just really how I try to frame my shows when I do have conversations about sex is mm-hmm. to, like... Okay, I always try to do a personal story so people mm-hmm. connect. So it's not just, like, me just like, hey, you should do it. And I'm yeah. not willing to divulge mm-hmm. anything. But then on the other side, too, it's like, all right, now, gotta be safe. Are you using condoms? Are, are, like, what is your practice? And a lot I, of people aren't using condoms. They are. <laughs> a lot of people are not using condoms. Yeah. And I think it's shocking to know that people are, won't even have the conversation with the person that they're about to fuck if you're going to use condoms or not. That's. That's what I hear. It but, blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, me and my friends so, were talking about it, and they were just saying that a lot of times the women don't—they don't, don't even be like, "Do you have a condom?" They just anticipate raw. And I'm like, "Wow!" wow. And this is, blows my mind. When? And yeah. so for me, like in that situation, I've had the conversation. It's mm-hmm. been like, "Oh, this is what we're gonna do." Okay, well then here are my requirements to do such, yes. right? Not just, oh, hey, and we never discuss anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just feel like I just want people to get to that comfort level where you can just say that shit because everybody's doing it. Everybody's done it. We'll do it. Like, you're not the first or the last. So get over it. Exactly. The world keeps ticking. Like, how did we all get here besides somebody? Mama was fucking. Exactly. (laughs) Somebody was fucking. That's how you here. And then, because I was even listening to one of your more recent episodes, and you were like, you just cleaned out uh, your drawer, and you were like, you had expired condoms in there. And I was like, I said, you know, I was like, I wonder if I've ever had expired condoms. (laughs) And I, but like, you don't even, like, you, you, you think about it, but you don't think about it. But, like, that's the thing. Like, I think that that's so important for that conversation. Because it's like, hey, you know what? Let me just see if these are... Even, are they even good anymore, exactly. right? And, and <laughs> I laugh because 
when I pulled, and it was funny when I was cleaning out all that stuff. I remember I had a I looked at the condom and was like that's so funny because I remember like when I bought it and I had the conversation with that partner at the time like we were in a relationship we weren't going to use condoms anymore and it was like all right and so I remember like putting, putting them, them there back, and then the like, back of the drawer I mean, and then someone I was cleaning and I was like this like I had I remember that whole conversation like this is funny <laughs> let me but when I looked it was like 2017 I'm like oh my god like somebody's right. gonna die with this so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All right. So, you what read- do you feel okay. is the biggest struggle for Black women as far as dating relationships are concerned, and what do you Ooh. think the biggest advantage? I feel like the biggest struggle is the number game right now. In most cities, single Black women outnumber. Making the assumption that you want a single black man, mm-hmm. outnumber single available single black men, mm-hmm. and especially in this area, mm-hmm. um, Baltimore, DC, DC. I feel like the single guys in that area feel like oh they know they hot shit and okay. they are a commodity and so they run around town acting like such. Mm-hmm. And in Baltimore, I, don't, I feel like you get a hint of that, but it's it's a different flair on it. It's not the entitlement there but it's a different flair and so I do feel like that is the struggle when you go somewhere and it's eight single women and two single men Mm -hmm. the numbers just don't play out right at all Um, but the biggest advantage I have is like nobody's like a black woman like I mean just the flavor that we have you're just not gonna get it with nobody else and so many variations so many like we like we're the most educated group yeah and we're like we just bring so much to the table and i hate to like say it but like when i, I look, always say i look at my circle like i could pick any one of my friends single friends and i'll just say on paper on paper they all got their shit together yeah i mean same Thing. make great careers make good money like and uh, you know all the people say this stuff don't matter but it it do yeah. but it don't oh, but yeah. it do it definitely matters you know? especially as you get older things things transpire it changes so it's like you're looking to build the shit yeah, matter right exactly. yeah. like I, I <laughs> need to know how much debt do you really have yeah. like, yeah. I, I need to know for your debt. I need to know that like you can take care of your own self exactly. before we get together and like you know I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be nobody's parent. I'm not trying to take care of them. I want to know that like we can like, you know, build like. But but even before then, like coexist like and and handle our own and stuff like that. So, I like I thought about that question because I like obviously haven't dated anyone else besides TJ, and (laughs) then like even coming down here, never like always just kind of watching from my through my line sisters through my Mm -hmm. friends like the dating scene and seeing like. To me, I'm like, these women are amazing. They're intelligent. They're beautiful. They have so much to offer. They're funny. They're, That's on paper. But, but, I mean, but everybody has their drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody has their flaws. But at the same time, I'm like, how is it, like, so much, like, slim pickings? Or, you know, and it's, I mean, when they say, when they call it small to more, like. It is. It's, it's two very, degrees of separation it, from not, everybody. And. I'm right, like, like when I got here, you were like, "I know you were so and so's daughter." Right? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I, I was scrolling through the episodes, and it was like the kind of because I was looking at the conversation. And I was like, "What?" I said, <laughs> "I was like, I said, oh, okay." So this is what I said, I, not, but that's always the case, especially in Baltimore, especially in smaller mm-hmm. cities. Even though 
it's an urban setting and it's like everybody knows everybody which means you know if you talk to one person and then you end up talking to somebody else that could be their homeboy or they're like their high school football buddy or something like that and it's just very hard and then sometimes people's like i don't say reputations but people talk you know they do and that i feel like it's so can be really frustrating because ultimately like and i mean i'm biased but like my circle my friends i'm like these are amazing women and i know that a good number of them at this point like if they're still single are looking for to settle down to find somebody but not willing to settle yeah and i i I feel the same way like i said i could pick one of them and be like oh she's such a great catch she's good looking this and it's like where's the disconnect like Mm -hmm. (laughs) how are yeah, where's the disconnect? It's like, how are they not matching with someone? Do you think sometimes it could be, like, a picky thing? I, I do think. And I'll even say, like, for myself, um, kind of moving away a bit from the checklist mm-hmm. a, a bit, but knowing what kind of partner I wanted mm-hmm. um, versus kind of like, oh, degree, those things. Um, so I do feel like some women fall into that trap. And then I do feel like, um, a lot of times it's the people holding their own baggage mm-hmm. <laughs> that they can't even make themselves available to someone else mm-hmm. in the proper way. Um, which is why I say go take your ass to therapy. But uh, <laughs> okay. Therapy for one, therapy for all. Yes, because um, you could deal with it. Once you start unpacking that shit, then you're like, oh, just, that was my problem here and that was my problem I there. just think about like when I hear stories like, Oh, this guy was great, but he didn't meet my height requirement. Or then that's just fucking foolish, yeah, right? But, but there's people out there who are. That's something that you leave in like your twenties. Like as you mm-hmm. get older, like you start to like. I'm just because I said, and I've had these conversations recently with mm-hmm. people. Like you know, would you date a guy who's five five? You know, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, and I'm like, but you five four. Like mm-hmm. he's taller than you. Yeah, he's just not six. He's one. not the aesthetic that you want, but he's mm-hmm. taller than you. He treats you nice. You go on nice dates. You have a good connection. So that's why I inquired because that pickiness. You and know? so yeah, so then it's like, is it pickiness or is it like, are they letting a preference take over. blocker okay. block yeah. them? You know. Actually, did, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that guy at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> that white guy. He was there with his, his, uh, his. I'm assuming his wife and child, but he like. Okay, so I know, like, so the proper term is dwarfism, but he was kind of like whatever variation of that, but that makes you on like the tall end of dwarfism. Mm-hmm. So like maybe he was like a solid like four eleven, five foot, like maybe, but like definitely like you know how it is, like limbs and mm-hmm. things like that. Like you knew something was like there was something there, but he was there with his son and wife and stuff like that, and she was like a smidge taller than him, and like they, saying they that's, found happiness. They they did, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, but they, that's what I'm saying because. Most people, they would forego happiness based off of, as you said, preference. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing. Like, I want oh. you to make six figures, even though you take care of me, you take care of all your bills, but you don't make six figures. And so I thing, can't be with you. I did block somebody when I said that because I was like, okay, on paper, somebody can make six figures, but they have three hundred thousand dollars in debt, right? Mm-hmm. But you can make fifty thousand and have two thousand dollars in credit card debt. You have more money than this person, yes. right? Like you live you probably live the same exact lifestyle Life as, that <laughs> as that person because they're bogged down with debt. Mm-hmm. And so just because somebody makes money, it doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. like what they're doing going. with their money. And so like even to the point of like now like the guy I'm dating, um, I've made assumptions about his financial picture. Even though we've had small talks about that. 
It's motivated me because I'm like, oh shit, when that talk come, I ain't gonna be the, the slacker. <laughs> yeah. Like, he ain't gonna be looking at me like, you, got, you, got, how, you got how much that? Like, yeah. And th- and that's the that's the part too about like being grown, especially when like yeah, yeah. because like TJ and I we being so young and mm-hmm. together that like we came into our marriage with like nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of debt, not a lot, not a lot of anything because we were like we were fucking kids basically, and then we kind of like. <laughs> gathered debt on our way mm-hmm. and then but then like got financial you know literate literate financially literate and like started figuring things out together but i can't imagine if i was like dating at 31 32 years old and me like i'm gonna take on like to that to, the priority should shift like mm-hmm. you're not six one that's cool but like how much credit card debt do you have like yeah. i'm not taking it on and and it really and it, shit ma- that really matters right? exactly <laughs> and it does because even now like so a coworker of mine, his parents um, married like you know decades, and his dad recently passed away, and the issue now is that because his parents were married and his his mom is older too, but she's like a lot of any debt that his her, his dad had is now transferred over to her, and you know they came from an era where like they didn't talk about money or he was kind of like the head of house I'm mm-hmm. assuming and things like that. So you it don't die with you. Not everything. Not when you're, you're oh, certain debt. Because, yeah, okay. like, the thing, the, I mean. Because my student loans, when I die, they, they die. Yeah, well, I don't think it was students. They, these no, people no were, I yeah. know. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. certain but, things but can like, transfer. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Like, yeah. even, like, the hospital bill, the credit card. I think houses. Housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mortgage, yeah, unless you turn the house back over. Yep. So, that stuff all transfers over. And so, like, that was the only real thing I didn't have to do with when my dad passed away is because my parents are divorced. And mm-hmm. my dad never remarried. So, that, that, so, on, you know, as in the eyes of the law like there's no one there's no like you're not gonna give it to his kids but it's it's such a it's it that but that's why it's important because like you like because it's it it carries on like generations because like now you're talking about that couple who got married and wherever they are and they're in their six seventies or something like Mm -hmm. that now their children are trying to scramble to figure out yes. something where it's like so like you know now it's like oh yeah if i'm 31 years old i need to know i need to know because i don't want our kids to be 31 years old yeah. trying to figure our shit out because of that so like it's it's very like macro and like thinking like high level about it but it matters and you know plus you just want to know somebody's fucking responsible but that's something that we as people have to do better of, of just talking we don't talk about this we don't talk about when someone dies and what happens and a will making yeah. a will yeah so you think we don't talk about money just like we don't talk about sex yeah. <laughs> yeah. right so you know I, I didn't know I didn't know that part like that that certain debts can, can go over because mm-hmm. that can destroy that's how that people but that's person. a lot of, a lot of times that's what happens and people lose everything everything because yeah. like a sp- one spouse is the breadwinner every, you know but then you know people keep secrets and they don't they're not upfront about where the money this is, is going and then it's not until something bad happens and you're like oh shit and you're like uh <laughs> wait what like yeah. so but um very insightful question yeah <laughs> this, is very, this, is, this is a very responsible we talk about wills and debt and stuff this is the very responsible That's side very of the spo- line of um, but gonna circle back around to dating and relationships but get a little bit more specific with you um now as a a full grown adult and the <laughs> responsible side of things. What does what does Booney look for when dating <laughs> or in a relationship? Oh, um, how this has morphed over the years. Um, I think 
now it's kind of weird because I am dating somebody, but when we started dating, I wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. I um <laughs> I did one of the dumbest things I ever did. I took a a year hiatus from sex. Oh, how was that? Child. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't do it again for the reasons that I did it. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Now, when you say sex, just sex with somebody else, or does this include like all? No, it was sex with somebody else. Okay. <laughs> oh no, you could yeah. go a year. I would have been crazy. About, about um, any orgasms? But yeah, like that was. So I did that, and then I was just was like, "All right, I did it. I made it a year. Bam! I'm gonna go here." And so I was kind of just like fooling around with different people, and this was fun. And then I said, "Okay, I'm gonna start dating intentionally." whatever that meant right mm-hmm. and i said it did nothing did something i never do go out for new year's eve met this guy mm-hmm. and that's who i've been um dating and a little while yes yeah, been almost a year and a half oh last year yeah before that i kind of started like thinking like of these things like what do you you know what do you want because you said you're going to date intentionally right and so i think now it's more about um some somebody where i can feel safe and secure mm-hmm. um that I can have fun with some level of spontaneity there and somebody who's not afraid of this big old mouth of mine and not in the sense of what people probably just think but like who can let me do this shit? Who can let me do this responsible and ratchet shit, the, the Boonie Breakdown podcast, and not be affected by it or um, what's kind of intimidated really by it? Because mm-hmm. I know sometimes I say some wild shit. And he's been at the live shows. And I remember the first one, we were only dating like six months. And I wasn't, I didn't tell him about it. And he found out because a mutual friend liked the event the facebook event Mm -hmm. and he's like he saw somebody else doing he was like oh what's this and clicked on it went to the button and was like i saw your fucking face (laughs) it was like so-and-so was interested in knowing that it was like that's my fucking girl and i I didn't even tell him i had a podcast oh like he didn't even know yet because we were still like feeling this got it i didn't think we were exclusive yet we were just still like dating then and Mm -hmm. i was just like oh i don't want him to like until i'm ready to tell i don't want him to go on Instagram and just make these assumptions about me. And so he was like, yeah. So he come, we go out and he's like, um, what you doing on the 23rd or whatever it was? And I was like, oh, you already have plans. He was like, oh, really? He's like, man, I wanted to um, take you to this. And so he's saying that and I'm sitting here like, mm, take me what? and he turns the phone like this and it's the flyer. And I'm like, oh, I found shit. out. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you weren't going to tell me? And I was like, I wasn't. And so he comes, and I was just like, that was part of my nerves. Like, oh, my God. I don't even know if he's listening to the podcast yet. Well, you know what? I can't. But I can't censor myself. No. Nope. Because people come in here expecting. one thing, and they, that's what they got to get. So I went with it. And he passed that test okay. of being like, no, I understand. Like, he goes, I understand some of it is probably truthful, the bulk of it. But I also stand that you're playing to something. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big one. Um, so I was like, oh, you're not intimidated by what I got going on. All right, this is up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like those are my three big things at the moment. Because I feel like if, if we can get those right, especially for me, a big thing. If you can make me feel secure, mm-hmm. that's like, 
really half the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people are probably shocked if like some if any of my listeners are listening to this. I feel like they might be shocked, like, she didn't say sex. Um, and I think that's important, but I don't think it's as important as it was for me a few years ago. Got you. It's not my top three. So you just said sex. <laughs> and that was the next question. Uh-oh. How important is sex in a relationship? I think it's important. I think it's important to have good chemistry. Okay. At least. Like I think that's a big thing. Like sex and chemistry are not always the same thing. They're not. And like and people always like chemistry, but I like feel like when my man walk in the room, I wanna be like <laughs> like I want that. Feeling, you don't even got to touch me, say not me, but I just want to know, oh, later it's going to be on. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can communicate well, then you probably have a good sex life. Mm. People are probably like, what? Because then what? I know, like, I can't ask you certain things. You could tell me this. I can say, now we need to readjust here, but. Could be coached. Yeah. yeah. I would even go so far as to say, even not even. Not even just communicating, communicating, excuse me, about sex related things, mm-hmm. but just good communication, period. Mm-hmm. Because if I can, I think it goes back to that security thing and that safety thing. If I can talk to you and I can feel, be vulnerable in front of you. Yes. And not feel judged or not feel, um, and or not... I don't know, like just not f- and feel like I'm being supported. Like those, that security, that makes... To me, anyway, like that makes a person more attractive because it's like, and I mean, maybe it's very like caveman esque, but it's just like okay, protect and provide. Like, yeah. I, if if I'm not worried about my and not my maybe my physical safety, but like my mental health, my well being, my like you know, I know that like you are safe, like you are my safe space, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're part of my safe space. If I don't have to worry about that, then I can my my brain can like unlock the other parts of it that want to be sexual, that want to yeah. develop that chemistry. And I think that's a big thing with like I want to say I kind of want to say women in general. I feel like a lot of women might agree with me in that sense because we don't like physical attraction is obviously important and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a part of the the piece of the puzzle. But feeling as if the person that you're intimate with gives a fuck about you, that they that they're interested in what you have to say, mm-hmm. that they um, make an effort to support you, accommodate you, something like that. Like I'm not saying roll out the red carpet mm-hmm. and then you know, and that it's not it doesn't have to be reciprocated, but creating that that safe that mental safe space is a lot because we wear so many hats as women especially as black women like you said we do it all so like if i know when i come through that door and i can let my hair down and i can be vulnerable weak tired whatever and like you're okay with that or you support it that makes it that much more easier for us to like connect in those other ways no i hope i totally agree and i I feel like it's the balance or for me like a good sex life is the balance of that feeling all of that to be able to be loose in myself but then also right now then you need that throw down so go ahead and yank my ass up and exactly. <laughs> right like get me together yeah so yeah i, I wholeheartedly it's agree balance all about balance um 
Our last responsible question. Oh. Yes. Last responsible question. This is a biggie. Uh-oh. <laughs> a simple but a biggie. You guys have asked off the wall questions. Like, I really? And not like off the wall like crazy, but just like, I wasn't expecting that. It was good. Good. Well, we're glad. <laughs> That's a positive I wasn't expecting that. We're not trying to come out like no. throw you off your game. Um, do you believe in marriage and do you and or do you want marriage for yourself? <laughs> um we're the old married folks over here. You know. Anyway. 15 years. I know you guys have been married 15 years. 15 <laughs> years is a long time. Um, uh, yes. I've come to the conclusion, yes. Okay. Um, yes, you believe in marriage or yes, you want to be married? Both. Okay. And for me, um it's all like kids and marriage have always been um depending on who i was with at the moment right mm-hmm. and so i used to be like oof god if something happened i got pregnant by this one right like <laughs> like what am i gonna yeah. do <laughs> um and so that was always like I, I never really had a strong desire to be a mother and i still don't but i feel like um if i'm with the person i would like to get married to and they were like, I really want to have a child. I would have a child, mm-hmm. right? I know people like that. Um, and I know, I've spent many years in therapy. I know why I'm that way with kids. Mm-hmm. But marriage was a hard one because I saw so I didn't ever really had, a, I only had really one strong example of a marriage. And that was my grandparents. And even that one was still their second marriage. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, they, they did it right the second time. Mm-hmm. And it was till death do us part when my grandmother passed. And I feel like it probably wasn't even until recently where I felt like marriage was in the cards for me. Mm-hmm. I just I just never saw it. Like, but I, I do see the value. I guess as I'm an adult now and see, seeing some of my friends, my best friend, Kenny, who's on the podcast and mm-hmm. him and his wife have been married six years and seeing my other friends just celebrated 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing these examples in my peers, mm-hmm. which I didn't have growing up. Yeah. And so watching, I'm like, that's kind of dope. Like some of the shit I'd be like, all right, being single is fun too. Yeah. Right. Everything You can make pros and cons for everything. Single, being single is easy, I'll say. It's way easier. But when I look at them, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, like, that's the shit I would do on to do that. Like, I would be like, all right, babe, let's, let's, let's go away or let's do this. And so when I look at the, my, my peers who are in what appear to be, because nobody knows everybody's situation, but Facts. what appears to be healthy, sustaining relationships, and they've done the time and they've put in the work to make it work. I'm like, all right, I think, I think I, I'm a big girl enough to do it now. Like, sign me up. Like, you know, for the that's right, fair. at the right price, you know, yeah. like, you know, right person, you know. I, that's, and I, and I agree with you, like, that's fair. That's a fair, responsible answer. <laughs> it's thoughtful. And, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people don't think about, a lot of people don't think why they don't want to get married mm. or, or they want to get married because society says you have to be married. And marriage isn't for everybody. Like Danny and I always say, like, it's not a job, but it takes work. Yeah. And you gotta be willing to so work with somebody work. and and you know, are they gonna accept your flaws? Like I was rude to Danny and she accepted me, regardless yeah. of Very what rude. it was. <laughs> Say it again. Very rude. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, I gotta get it in where I can. Like 
I apologize. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's void. The, <laughs> it's it's on a tape. Yeah, so I know. I'm just basking. That's cool. That's all. See, yeah. and that's my point. She don't always win. So when she do win, oh, then you gotta circle back to that. No, no, no. <laughs> she gotta bask in it because she don't win. No, that it's much. not that I don't always win. It's that you <laughs> don't. All, you rarely ever concede. I, oh, you don't concede. When, whenever I'm wrong, I always apologize. I always take accountability. Yeah, but it's not always that sincere. Remember, you're, He's like, you're that's oh, all I got. I know. <laughs> your issue, babe, is tone. That's that's a we're working on that though. But with that being said, yes, we get to shift gears from responsible to ratchet. So look, I'm like the responsible questions had me thinking. <laughs> I hope the res- the ratchet ones let me just shoot out the cannon. <laughs> I think. So. I hope. I, I mean, and I hope that they might be a little tame, but I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. All right. So, like, so I'll start with the first one because it kind of ties back to your um, expired condoms. So, <laughs> Boonie, what is in your nightstand right now? <laughs> okay, what's in my nightstand right now? All right. So my, I have two nightstands. Okay. My, okay. I'm sitting on my bed. So the one on my left mm-hmm. that has my MacBook in it. Mm-hmm. It has. So that the responsible night? Yeah, this is my responsible <laughs> nightstand. That's so funny. No, it really is. It has like recent bills. Um, it has, yeah, my MacBook is in there. It's the books that I'm reading, mm-hmm. my journal, oh. my crystals, credit cards, tape, pens, All gift cards, that kind of stuff. Checkbook, something like that maybe in there? Yeah. The right, <laughs> <laughs> the right nightstand. So in the top drawer, um, it's candles. Okay. Lighter. Let me set the mood right. Um, incense. Okay. Smell good. Um, it's my alarm thing, so I can look at my camera. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm still in the top drawer. <laughs> um, lube. <laughs> Always important. Always need lube. Um, something else right there. I can see it. Oh. Um, <laughs> when I was with a particular person, we used to keep a stash of weed in this thing mm-hmm. and a pipe. Mm-hmm. That's in the top drawer. And then the bottom drawer, it is two Hitachis. <laughs> <laughs> Magic wands. Um, there is a dildo in there. Okay. A vibrator. Oh, this is like an assortment. I, I'm it, it has. Um, there are new condoms in there. Good. Some um some uh somebody sent me and I haven't used it yet, but some um not scented, what is it? Flavored lubricant. Mm. I think that's it, the bottom one. Hitachi's uh vibrator. Yes. yes. Well they're a personal massage back massagers. But <laughs> But they found a second use for it, and the company was very smart. Because normally companies would be like, oh, God, we would never run with that. Yeah. And the company was like, oh, this is what women are using it for? Like, cool. Bye. And ran with it. And so, Hitachi or the other one? Hitachi, Hitachi Magic Wand. Yeah, that's I'm the saying, name. Uh, uh, they're both the same? Yeah. It's like, it's like Hitachi's the, the brand, it, like, and yeah. then Magic Wand one is, is the, the type of the product. massager. Yeah. Got you. So, but I will say, it. the responsible side of me one time, I, I, we, I hosted this twerk class. And Which I heard was really fun. It was so much fun. And That's one Brittany went to. Yeah, Brittany was there. Yes. And did a motherfucking split. Of course she did. Course Me, she did. I did a fucking split. Oh, wait. I thought you got everybody did split like because we got so loose and warm and the room was and the floor had a little sweat and so my leg I did it. She taught us a modification, but I did the split. 
fucked my hamstring all oh, up. Because no. I was like, oh, I could do it. And did it multiple times. Once I did it the first time, I'm like, oh, I ain't done a split since high school. Oh, I got that. <laughs> Couldn't even walk the next day. So then I used the Tachi actually on my From hamstring. Fucking shit was amazing there too. <laughs> Listen, that, and that's why they call it magic. We have multiple purposes yeah. that we serve. So that was actually. Oh, I might have to try and come to the next one. Yeah, that was fun. Um, would uh, you like to take the next one, sir? What advice would you give a Would you give to a single person looking to spice things up? And mm. what advice would you give to couples trying to spice things up? Ooh, um, I think let's start with couples. I feel like do something you haven't done before, but be open to it, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe ask your partner something. Maybe you want to role play. You can make the suggestion. Because some mm-hmm. people have different fetishes. And I even feel like even with your partners, you still if you still have that wall up and you don't want to show them how far you can go, especially if you might be opposites a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe let, let me plan a sexy night and you show up. Mm-hmm. And, but if you show up, you got to, do what I say. Make a little code word if they get to whatever. It's mm-hmm. pretty dope. Yeah. So that would be what I would do for couples. Um, but it could be like whatever you think you want to do. Like, I just want us to get naked in this kid's pool of baby oil and <laughs> wrestle. If that's what you want to do, just throw it out there and see if they'll go for it. That might actually be fine. But um, for singles, listen, if you're a single woman right now, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm not fucking with city girls because I don't really like them. Mm-hmm. But Meg The Stallion is my bitch right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she has deemed it hot girl summer. And mm-hmm. so I feel like you have no excuse right now mm-hmm. to not be out here thotting it up. I feel like every woman needs a good whole season or two. They, they do. A, 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 like a good one. And I feel like the, you have the ammunition right now, right? I was talking to somebody and they were like, you know, y'all just keep rebranding what it is to mean a be a hoe. <laughs> I think it's like ownership. I think it's yeah, like, because it's not even being a hoe. It's just being it's like, not. it's being like unapologetic. You might not even be fucking with anybody, exactly. right? You might just be like, I'm a flirt real heavy, do whatever, but go out there. Henny and Waffles is coming up. Find some of these cool events. Just get out there. Thought it up. But be open to who you meet. You never know. It's summertime. I feel like everybody's out in the summer. Mm-hmm. This is the time. It's my favorite season. This is the time to be out and about. Yeah, no. Give me fall. You like fall? Well, fall's cool. I like summer. Everybody's just in a better mood. It'll, 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 it's too hot. No, but the sun is out longer. It hasn't been hot this and summer until today. It was hot I today. Go my parents' house. There's no AC. Oh, oh. So yeah, well, listen, them the days. Devil be dancing. <laughs> Where your parents live? They live in New York. We live in Harlem. Oh, let me tell you. And it's and it's not that we don't have AC. Uh, my father he doesn't, doesn't want, turn it on. No, he doesn't want to put it in the window. <laughs> so my father is like he's like the father from Everybody Hates Chris. He's yeah. counting like that's gonna be twenty five cents. So, yeah, I don't got time for that. So. Yeah, it do be hot. It's hot. It's hot. Well, but it's fun. So yeah, much stuff happens. But like, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I just think summer is my favorite because it's just like everybody's like, like, like uh, Drake said. You know, they start wearing less and going mm-hmm. out more, and you enjoy yourselves. And like, there's more sunlight, and you people are happier because you they, do. People you wear have, less clothes. Like, it's just you have more. You, you feel like you have more day left. Like you feel like you have more I mean, hours in the day, especially when you have work at like four or so. It's still, still light like, for like another like four, four or five hours. hours yeah. Like. So you that's gotta why be in the streets. Summer is just, <laughs> and then you know, so that's why it's my favorite season. Now, and, and my birthday is like a close second. So, um, you kind of touched on this a little bit. 
but you you maybe you didn't give your your actual location. Uh uh-uh. uh. Where is the most interesting place you have ever had sex? <laughs> All right. Um, I don't even think I've shared this on my podcast. Oh. Got an exclusive. Whatever. Leave my air horn alone. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, how? I, I might say two. But I'm going to go with number one. No, this, this is it. In the bathroom at Candom Yards. Really? I vaguely remember those bathrooms. They're kind of big, right? They're kind of big. Okay, because it's like... And it's so much noise. Yeah, and... I was like during a game. Yeah. Okay, I've only been there for like a tour, so... Yeah, but the bathrooms are big. It's so much commotion. Especially if it's like a game people are interested in. Like yeah. a perfect time. Yeah, so that was so good. How about you, Danny? Where's the most interesting Oh! We've ha- I mean, there's only... To me, there's only like... My answer is going to be this. I think it's the same answer as you. Oh, I hope it's the same answer. Uh, <laughs> like, who so, you do that with? So, um, <laughs> in the back seat of of the car on the side of the Jersey Turnpike. Oh, yeah. come on, Spice. Yeah, this is. It was. A, it was an an era ago. You but, know. Um, yeah. Car sex. Is, I got a few of those stories too. We <laughs> we were on our way to New York. Or we were going to come in. We're going. Going up. And you couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. And so I I think I was driving. You were. And I was like, you know you what? I love that it was both the same story. Yeah. And yeah. I pulled over and I was like, you let's know. Do this, girl. Do, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, and then we kept driving. I love so, it. Wait, though. Okay. Oh. Do you remember? <laughs> okay. So, but it wasn't full on sex, though. Do you remember? Um, I already know you want to go. What am I going to say? <laughs> Your, uh, school trip? Oh, the children! No, 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 no. I don't do my job. We were in school. We were in school. I'm I'm talking about Atlantic, on on the way to Atlantic City. We were on the bus. On a a a great, on a great. I remember. (gasps) We were on on our way to Atlantic City. And on the bus. For uh, your birthday? Is that for my birthday? Oh, I don't know. I think it was like remember we used to take like family trips there. It could have been that. With okay. your family, I think we were on like the Greyhound. We left out of Port Authority. Ooh. I vaguely sounds remember. Yeah. Well, Be careful remember. on the Greyhound, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we'll talk about it after. Ooh. So, but I remember the turnpike. Yeah, the turnpike. Yeah. So it couldn't. We just couldn't wait. So we pulled over. Um, and definitely some car you know stores. The, the um, I'll tell you this. I was at somebody's bachelorette party and that was like it was like my sister's friend so they were like I was early 20s and they were much older and they had they asked that question and this woman that was there at the bachelorette party was like in her I guess at that time was like maybe like her late 40s maybe early 50s and they said they asked the most interesting place she had sex and this woman had sex with somebody inside of the fucking pyramids in Egypt that's fire. That's ball as fuck. <laughs> I love that. I was like, no, you know, like, that's you, fire. You, like, you win. Like, that's like, see, that's why I want, that's why I'm ready for vacations because that would be my next type of thing. Like, level up. Yeah. How could you do that, though? I, I thought that stuff was like heavenly guarded. I, I, a tourist, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, you could make a way. Yeah. I mean, there's I a lot know. of tombs and I don't story know. story sounds fishy to me. <laughs> no. It was. It, it sounds very like, you know. She was so, like, I believed it. That's cool. But, I mean, Maybe it wasn't like one of the major pyramids. You know, there's a lot of pyramids in Egypt. It's like the big three. Mm-hmm. 
But there's other, there's like little little pyramids. But that's still a fantastic story. No, yeah. no, listen, it's a great story. Yeah, that's got me thinking like, mm, like we got, we all got to step it up now. Damn. <laughs> um. So, um, what? I'm actually gonna jump around. I'm gonna mingle this up a little bit. So for you, Booney, mm-hmm. what is the easiest or should I say fastest way to get you in the mood? <laughs> and then what is the fastest way to kill the mood for you? Like um, what would a what would a, a guy do? To kill the mood is to tell me no. Oh. Um, so that would kill the mood pretty. Yeah. And the fastest way to get me in the mood. Hmm. I it, feel like it doesn't take <laughs> It's like a, a, a strong wind, and Booney's like, ready, let's go. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't take much. And I feel like if I just picked a random person on the phone and called them, they probably would agree. But, um, yeah, nothing really in particular. Like, you could just walk into the like, I'm ready. Let's go. I, in the mood. I envy you because yeah. I need a lot more than that. And, I, like, and I. For me, to get me in the mood, it takes longer than it means to kill the mood. But mm-hmm. for me, it's like I need to be like, um, I'm I'm really like I guess maybe go back to like love languages and stuff okay. like that. Like I need like oh baby you like okay you so did this for me that too like you know like you you did something for me to help like to lighten my load oh, acts of and service. then you, you, you got wash the laundry yeah and then like <laughs> you got and then like you got to talk to me nice like you got to okay. like those two things and see i'm different like physical touch is my love language yeah. and it was funny because when i took that test it was very glaring mm-hmm. i had two that were 11s and like the highest you can get is 12 mm-hmm. Physical touch, quality time. Mm. Yeah, that's me. And then the other three, like, didn't even register. Like, gifts was like a three. And the other two were like yeah. zero and one. Like, I don't remember how high it was, but I'm, yeah. And only because I recently took it. And mm-hmm. then I took it to my therapist, like, what does this mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is, she's like, I have never. And she made me take it again. Mm-hmm. And it was just as glaring. She was like, well, well, it's very clear. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm at all the way acts of service and words of affirmation. Yeah. Like, cause anything I think too, because I, I like, I like to be touched. Like mm-hmm. not even saying like, if we're watching TV, I'm going to drape my leg. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that qualifies as touch. Yeah. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't be a full out makeout, but like. Yeah. I'm gonna drink or I'm gonna lay or you lay on me like that's enough so to turn the boot you could just roll and be like and I'm like alright uh, <laughs> I, I, I think quality touch was like one of my little ones I'm always like alright like <laughs> but not like and not, not to say I don't I like I do but it's just like it has to be I think the other things have to happen first and then I'm like way more receptive to like the touch but then and I'm and I was like, maybe too, like, not nothing. The yeah. other answer would be, like, be very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Because I'm very firm and aggressive. So for you to be more aggressive, I'll back down and be like, okay. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, so I, I do like aggression. How about you, babe? What? What gets you in the mood and what kills the mood for you? I think I know the answer for the kills the mood. <laughs> or one of the answers. Oh, that's a tough one. I didn't even... And they usually interview me too. I, um, <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was particularly a good question. So I was like, it is a good one. 
Yeah, I don't think it takes much to get me in the mood if I'm already like, like if I'm happy or whatever. Than it is. I think what kills the mood for me is like having to wait. Mm. Like, if I have to wait like a week or two weeks or it's not consistent, then it's just like, I don't want to be teased. Like, uh. I don't want to play this game of. Like, do what you say. Okay. So, I was going to also say that sometimes you don't like when, um, you think I'm too goofy, like that can kill a move for me. Cause sometimes, like I sometimes I'd like to be like silly, like mm. like like in 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 like kind of like the to me it's almost probably like foreplay. Like it's just like talking, making jokes, and like being silly and goofy and laughing. But there's a time and place for the goofy. He's like, is. not now. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, I'm like, there's been times that we're, we we were in sync, we're clicking, so the joking and laughing is. It didn't matter. But if it's like, like you I said, if it's a long wait, I don't want to joke. Like, oh, you're like, get, get this shit it. over. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, we, we and listen, listen, 15 years in and we still have to like learn each other and work on it. That's and, a good lesson. To and, know. Fig- and figure it out. And sometimes we fall short. Sometimes we knock it out the park. But um, I'm trying to think. Because we did talk a little bit about Hot Girl Summer already. Because I was like, that's what it means to you. But we kind of touched on that. And I'm definitely, I'm married and all the other jazz. But I'm going to have my own. TJ said he's having a Hot Girl Summer too. I'm out here. <laughs> Get your neon shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I'm, I am very curious. I'm like, I wonder if, like, like this summer it's all about, like, the neon green. And, like, people doing, like, highlighter colors. I'm like, you think, like, people going to do, like, highlighter orange next summer? Like, you don't have to bring it out. Just do you it. You don't have to bring it out before everyone else got it. Yeah, I'm, it. I'm about to be ahead of the curve. Do it. Because it's like the green and pink right now popping. <laughs> yes. Mostly. Let me do highlight orange. Orange is definitely in my wheelhouse for my colors. Yes. Orange is like one of my favorite colors. So uh, I might have to do that. Um, so let's tie it into. We can bring it into the live shows. Mm, what can people so, expect? So Boomy has three <laughs> yes. live shows coming, coming up. But I'm bummed. June 29th. Baltimore. In Baltimore. August 10th Philly. Philly. Come on, Philly. In September 2019, to be determined. Yeah. Atlanta, though. So it's it's probably going to be Atlanta. I'm going to say oh, this, yes, though. Atlanta, mm-hmm. it's cheap to live there, but it's very cheap for, I mean, it's very expensive for rental space. Mm. And I'm just like, okay, even the North, even Philadelphia wasn't even bugging with the mm. cost that they want. So I'm kind of like, mm. and then they want you to pay all up front. Mm. Not like I put this deposit. Let me get Got some you. ticket sales, mm. and then I can pay you, right? ATL be reneging. Yeah, so I'm sure that's why they do it. So ATL, um, I'm working on y'all. We'll we'll see. Um, Baltimore is coming up next week. Mm. Exciting! Very excited. We'll I'm excited for Philadelphia because I went to Temple, so okay. that's just my backyard. And. Um, what to expect from a Boonie Live? <laughs> I, I kind of make each show different. So this will be my third live show. And um, you can't be uptight, right? I feel like some people come in and you usually go to a regular live podcast, like some of the big ones, and you're just going to listen to these people talk. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not there. I'm not a Crystal Kid Theory mm-hmm. Joe Budden, right? Like, I'm not that important that you're just going to listen to me ramble mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. two hours on the stage. So 
I kind of follow the format of my show. It is responsible. It is ratchet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is some audience participation. I feel like the last show, <laughs> we did a lot of audience participation. Okay. And I hope that didn't intimidate people away. Because <laughs> people were like, oh, don't call on me. Especially, like, if I know your name, mm-hmm. I might be like, Danny. Come here real quick, right? Like, wait, wait, just like, not what I signed up. <laughs> so like some people, I'm like you, yeah, like because I didn't know their name. But mm-hmm. most people were open to it, and then like once they loosened up, got some little drinks in them, we had some fun. Um, always helps. And then I'm, I will be giving away numerous magic wands <laughs> at each show. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to the kind folks at Hitachi. Um, yeah, I, I really do stand behind the magic wand, so I give out. I, I did. I think I did like one last time, and then I just hit them up, and they're like, "Here's yeah, a time." I'm like, "Yes." So we'll have fun. You, you do some things to get a magic wand. So, um, yeah, work but for yeah. It. So you know, grab your tickets. You want to come have fun? And the uh, we will put the link inside of yes. the, the notes, so so you can go grab your tickets mm-hmm. if you are in Baltimore or Philly. Yeah, come on out! I can't so wait to meet you guys <laughs> soon, Atlanta. With with podcasting, what what has been your high? And what has been your low? <sighs> low. Um, I have to get the bad stuff out of the way. So I think the low part of it is like you sometimes fall in that trap of like watching other people what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like and it looks like they're doing it so easy and then they're on HBO and then yes. they're on Essence top this and you're like I'm busting my ass and people tell me it's good and I think it's good I, I sold a few t-shirts right and so yep. <laughs> it's like getting caught in that trap of just playing the comparison game sometimes and and it's not to take anything away from those um, podcasts but like some of the times you get to realize they might have started a show on a huge network so it's a built in audience mm-hmm. then you know they're in the circle and so that friend on this podcast listen to this one it's coming out mm-hmm. and so it's just a different network and I had to tell myself stop like you can't just measure yourself mm-hmm. based off of what you see other people getting because I don't know how hard they worked like I don't know what they're doing so that's the low. I think the high really to me is like it really is amazing connecting with people and then in turn like going someplace and having someone being like, hold my stay. Like, I'm like, that's just some shit I made up on one podcast and it like just stuck. Mm-hmm. Or I'm out somewhere or I'm looking at somebody's Insta story and I see Danny wearing a responsible and ratchet shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, how'd you got my shirt? Um, and then which was like, how'd you see that so quick? But that shit is cool to me. Like, how people connect enough that they're willing to rock my shit or spend their hard-earned money to come out on a Saturday night and just kick it with me for a couple hours. So, that's the part that's fun. Yeah. But, I um, I mean, you that brings it back. Like, all right, this is why I do it. One day, I can fill a Warner Theater, but right now... <laughs> We gonna take my hundred people, okay, I <laughs> and I'm thankful for the people who are here because I feel like sometimes too we get caught in that number chase. Yes, and it's it's tough because it's natural, it's mm-hmm. human nature. But to get caught in that number chase, but I'm like it'll come. I'm gotta rock with the people who are here now. Exactly, because at some point they're gonna be like, I was down before it was anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like she remembered me back in yes. the, back when it was just us. Like yes, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Like it's you know. The, the grind is a lot, and you're like, 
the progress and stuff. And like, I mean, it's definitely it's hard a, work, and it's like a very saturated market. It is, but I also know that like in our time in this world, we've encountered a lot of people who are like, yo, y'all are making really good bomb content, and that's and yes. and that you know. And like especially for TJ and I, we always talk about it. Like sometimes this is like very therapeutic for us because I was it, always therapeutic for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, like, 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 like last week's episode was very much like we kind of maybe like we're more annoyed with each other after we ended, but more times than not, we end up being like on better terms with each other That's after dope. we've talked about whatever. Because well, we, we get to learn, we get yeah. to learn about each other, and and we get to be vulnerable, and and we get to have other people kind of give us the advice based off of what they heard you know and i even feel like when i went to you guys's live show like the other part that's cool to see and i saw it i see it in my shows but then i saw it at your shows is when you see how your village steps up for you and help you pull off your vision Mm -hmm. it's like damn i really outside of people who listen and get to know me and Mm -hmm. decide to follow the people who i i know know like i can call up an emergency to see them support it and just throw their all like what you mean move this box you need me to do like yes move that box i don't got time (laughs) so that was definitely us i was like getting my makeup done and i was like i just because i was like like turning my head like can somebody go yeah and it was like people were just like they're like from like you know, people came from New York and people, yeah. you know, like so I remember Rock. seeing it's I'm like I remember seeing you got you guys' family and so it's like when you see that then it's like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. Like yeah. somebody and then to see the other people like, Okay. Well, then I'm really not crazy because these people don't know me, right? Mm-hmm. They're not they're not obligated, air quotes, to support to me. There. Yeah. Exactly. Well It's been Girl, thank you. No, thank you. I want to really thank you guys for having me on. And this is the part, too, that it's like, it's helpful when you have podcasts that are on the same level who mm-hmm. aren't afraid. Like, some people think, oh, that's my competition, so I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, the, neither. Yeah. And so it's like the collaboration mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know. I can introduce you to my audience. Of course, when you send me this stuff, I'm going to pump it out to my people. Like, listen, listen, listen. And so that's the part that's cool, too. So No, definitely. I agree with that. I think it's better to work with people. And, you know, I, if you whoever wins, wins. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes, you're, sometimes you're just not meant to win. And mm-hmm. it's not a negative. It doesn't mean that you're trash. I feel like the fact that we're 70-plus episodes in, like, that's a, that's win. a testament. Yeah, that, that's a win. Like, yes. if we Come ended on. today, I know that we did all that we could do. And I'm like, no shade, no shade, but Angela, what's her name? Angela Rod did, like, four episodes and be on top ten list. And I'm like, she ain't put out an episode in a year. Like, mm-hmm. h- how is that happening? Oh, yeah, because I, I definitely was following her. I, I was following too. And then one day I realized, like, I ain't heard no. And I, yeah. So, but, yeah. like, nope. so, so, and so podcasts fade away. Nope, yeah. And do. so, to your point, to yeah. get to 70 episodes is. It's, yeah, you know. And, and again, as Danny said, because it's so therapeutic, it's easier. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing it because it's fun for us. We're not doing it because we're trying to True. be the number one or we're trying to overthrow anybody like if we can get to the next stage of course i mean yeah. we wouldn't but at this time i'm happy to be able like this is kind of adds to like our, our dating like oh you know? that's so sweet i, I agree Shut up, man. See, look, I'm just, when, I, when I just say I agree, then it's not enough. And then when I say it too much. It wasn't passionate enough for me. 
So I, about tone. I agree, baby. That was see, that was phony. Now that now, was now you being facetious, and I don't like it. Facetious, but yeah. So, but I do want to thank both of you for no, having me on your you. podcast. You it was really fun. You guys really made me think. Well, we hope we gave you enough <laughs> balance of responsible and ratchet. Yes, and we are so glad to have had you on. And Booney, just um, even though we'll put it all in the show notes, but just let everybody know where they can follow, where they can follow and find yes. you. So you can find the Booney Breakdown podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And if you did not know, you could just type in any podcast name into Google.com now and it will give you all the episodes. So mm. no more excuses. I don't have that app player. Nope, no, no. Nope. You can Google it. Try that right and now. Uh, you should find it. You can find me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at the boonie breakdown that's b-o-o-n-i-e and then on twitter just boonie breakdown but i'm most active on instagram so yes follow me there boonie wednesday yes so wednesdays we do would you rather wednesday and i'm looking so forward to that yes it's so much fun and i'll be like i'm on thursday and i I see it pop up and i'm like i'm getting i'm getting yelled at because (laughs) i haven't been doing the recaps on thursdays Uh And it's because I usually try to start Would You Rather Wednesday at 10, between 10 and 12 mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. But I had a, like a work meeting come up, like it's reoccurring mm-hmm. on Thursdays, right? Mm-hmm. So the real life, and I'd be like, when that time I go, it's already archived. And I'm like, fuck it. But <laughs> I'm going to get back to the recap on Thursdays. <laughs> oh, we. And you can also go to theboonybreakdown.com. Yes. And you'll find everything there yeah she has some dope merch so yeah she does get you a responsible and ratchet t-shirt check that out there uh buy your tickets for the live oh. show it's a code right now for the merch i forgot i haven't even promoted it to my people oh, okay. <laughs> but it's uh june was it june 15 for 15 percent off of your order so there you go get 15 percent off there we'll you put, go we'll put the code inside the yes the notes as well yes yeah. so. um um well, again, ma'am, thank you so, so much. Yes, yes. So much thank you. you. Thank you so much. And I hope to see you guys because I'm going to see TJ and Danny at the show. Yeah, so yes. come join them. Yes, we'll be in the audience. And now, now she'll be like, Danny. <laughs> and I'll be like, wait, girl, hold on. Like, at least tell me the segment you want me for. Yeah, she's going to go up there. Yeah. No, I'm not shy. I'm listen, yeah. I, listen, all I do is get in front of people I don't know. Well, at least I don't know at the beginning of the year. And that's what you do. Nobody's more critical than like middle schoolers. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> As always, you can uh, follow us on IG at Lovers Quarrel Show. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, Lovers Quarrel Seven. That too. Um, you have any questions, concerns? If you want to ask us a question, um, feedback, give us anything. feedback. You can send us an email at loversquarrelshow at gmail Don't forget to f- um, subscribe and follow us on all. We're on all platforms of. Uh, of podcasting and you know make sure you like share tag follow all that jazz on all the different social media platforms but as always this has been another episode of lovers quarrel and i am your girl danny and i'm your guy tija and as always we fuss we fight but we, we love, love. Bye. bye all right bye stop taking my clothes in there. my fault you got it <laughs> say bye 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 <laughs>